Thanks for joining us and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we're discussing health-related issues that affect people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. Thanks again for joining us on a beautiful day here in Allen County. Today, we are going to be focusing on food insecurity. We have a guest from the West Ohio Food Bank who will be joining us shortly. But before we get to her, you know, talking about food insecurity as such a real issue that many of our residents are facing on a regular basis that we may not be fully aware of and bringing that topic to light. We certainly have seen increased concerns around the pandemic. And thankfully, we have the West Ohio Food Bank here in our community that really has stepped up and has provided the assistance that many have needed over the last year and a half. You know, when we talk about food insecurity, you know, a lot of people think, well, I have food available to me, you know, I'm not food insecure, but that can be mean a little more than just not having some food at home. Food insecure is not having regular healthy food. And so Mm -hmm. Tommy's really going to talk to us about the need here in our community and uh, what they're doing to kind of meet that need and meet people where they're at. So we're real excited to have Tommy talk about that. But food insecurity is really a portion of the social determinants of health. And here at Activate, you know, social determinants of health are something we're really focused on through our community health assessments and our community health improvement plan. Yes, we are really focused on our community health assessment and improvement plan around social determinants of health. And for those who may not know, social determinants of health are the conditions and environments in which people are born and live and learn and work in that really affect their quality of life outcomes and their health and their risk for multiple different things that may happen in their life. So a social determinant of health, such as food insecurity or not having access to proper transportation or affordable housing, those are all real things that are affecting multiple members of our community. And we as Activate in our community and our collaborative, we are focused on how we can alleviate those social determinants of health and how we can create an atmosphere here in Lima, Allen County, where folks don't have to worry so much about those types of environmental and, you know, at-risk factors that they're basically born into and living with on a regular basis. So today, as we focus on food insecurity, please keep in mind that's just that's just one area that people are struggling with, but there are multiple areas that could affect long-term health and wellness and how people are able to live their best life. Yeah, be it from housing to transportation to a number of other issues. They're all part of, you know, the social determinants. Here at Activate, we're really focused on all those things, but food insecurity is such a key portion to all of that. And so we're really excited to introduce our next guest. Well, let's welcome Tommy Harner, the CEO of the West Ohio Food Bank to the show. Tommy, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Tell us in broad strokes as we get started here what the mission and goal of the West Ohio Food Bank is for those who may not know anything about the food bank. So the mission of the food bank is everyone should have access to healthy, nutritious food and work in with our partners. We provide food to those in need. So the vision that we have is ending hunger together because this is a situation that not one organization can do on its own, but it takes communities to make sure that that happens. So what is your service area that the food bank is working in? We have an 11-county service area in the West Central Ohio location, which includes Allen, Allglaze, Hancock, Hardin, Mercer, Paulding, Putnam, Seneca, Shelby, Van Wert, and Wyandotte. That's a pretty large service area. It is. So what kind of services are you offering then in that area? So we have different programs that we provide. There is, of course, our pantries that we give food to. We have meal sites. We have after-school programs, shelters. We also partner with Mercy Health for a Green RX program. 
We do community-wide food distributions, mobile pantries, a senior program, and then we're just trying to get more and more into different programs as we move forward and try to just get in with other organizations. So school pantries are another thing that we're trying to build upon. That is awesome. And so in terms of gathering this food, who are your partners that kind of provide this food to you and how do you go about getting that? There's several different ways we get food. So as a member of Feeding America, we have national donors such as your Kroger's, your Walmart's, things like that, that we get food from each week. Then we have local manufacturers within our service area that will have overruns or they produce too much product that they will also donate. We get food through USDA and the Ohio Association of Food Banks. So they're gathering different products they purchase from local farmers that's right here in Ohio. And we get that food. And then a shelf-stable Ohio food program that is just like canned goods, canned fruits, box dinners, things like that. So that sounds like a lot of coordination. So you're yes. coordinating different pickups to each of those partner locations and then bringing it back here to Lima, then distributing it. Is that correct? That's correct. So we pick all of that food up or it is delivered to us. So we have dock areas that semis can unload. And then we are taking our trucks out as well three times a week to different retail stores to pick those donations up. And then we have agencies that will either come and pick the food up or we deliver it to them throughout those 11 counties. Yeah, that's amazing. Quite impressive to hear all of that laid out in a number of programs, partners, and that large service area and all the folks working together with West Ohio Food Bank to bring the food to folks that need it. So when we talk about food insecurity and folks that need that in our service area, could you tell us what it means to be food insecure for folks in this area and how folks qualify for the different programs and services you offer? Sure. So to be food insecure, it's a lack of consistent access to enough food for an active, healthy lifestyle. In our area, there is approximately, and this is the 11 counties, over 59,000 individuals who are food insecure. So we try to get out into the rural areas and really touch upon those communities where they don't have grocery stores, they don't have food pantries. So you'll see us pop up. We just recently was in Botkins, you know, a small community. We pop up into those little communities and just try to get that food to these people who are in need that maybe don't have access to get out to the larger areas where the pantries are. And then we're also going to start providing home deliveries because we have a lot of individuals who have no transportation or are disabled and they just can't get to that food distribution. That's pretty remarkable, the fact that you guys are really meeting people where they're at and realizing the other obstacles that are there and prohibiting folks from getting the food that they need. So it's great to hear that you guys are really meeting people where they're at. Yes, definitely. So obviously, we've had the last year, year and a half at this point has looked, I'm sure, quite different in terms of your world and how you guys have been operating. Can you share a little bit about how the food bank has been highly involved in this COVID-19 pandemic relief and what you've been doing in the community and that role that you've been playing? Absolutely. So when COVID really hit last March, we was fortunate to get Ohio National Guard that came in to help us. We had about 50 of them show up and they were stationed at our facility, and we still actually have them until Tuesday, the 29th, and they have been a godsend to us. Over this past year, we have went from the previous year of distributing like 10.4 million meals 
to this last year doing 14.2 million. And that has went out to over 23, almost 24,000 families, but almost 14,000 of those families were new to the food pantries and distribution services because of COVID. So what we've seen a lot over the past year is we've also done home deliveries when a lot of people were becoming quarantined. You know, they would call us up, we would take food, we would leave it on their porch, you know, to make sure we was following the safety protocol and everything. And we had a lot of that happening. We would take food to senior complexes, apartment complexes, you know, just because when it was really out there, we was doing everything we could to make sure people had food. Yeah, but it sounds like your numbers have very much doubled, if not, yeah, more than doubled with new people coming to the food bank and being able to access that resource through this pandemic that may have not normally needed, you know, additional food or that kind of service in our community. So it's really been great to see how the food bank has responded, reacted, and was able to feed so many additional folks that you're not used to feeding. What do you think that lasting effect will be? You've talked about the home deliveries and things like that. Do you think that will be a future forward type activity the food bank will continue to pursue? And what kind of I guess that long-term effect of the pandemic, what do you envision for the food bank? Well, as far as home deliveries, that is definitely something that we were working towards even pre-pandemic because there is such a need out there, especially with our senior clientele. So that is something that we have every intention of continuing, and we're going to increase that program. We are actually hiring an individual who will kind of oversee just that. You know, it depends on there's a lot of different things going into the budget and a lot of different back and forth. They should have this in. They shouldn't have this in. So depending on how some of those things go, one of the big ones is the asset eligibility for SNAP benefits. That could really impact a lot of those individuals that we serve. So there is a potential that we could see another increase in individuals Of course, with different COVID variants coming out, which hopefully it doesn't hit our area, but that could also impact our services where we have to continue increasing that. But as of right now, we are working with our partner agencies within each of our 11 counties to make sure that they kind of take over those distributions each month so those can continue because our pantries, they're stretched already, even beforehand. They do a phenomenal job getting food to individuals. But typically, they're serving one individual once every 30 days, and it's a three-day supply. So when we come in, we're just trying to help supplement that. Now, not all pantries do that. Some will serve as people need it, but that's the requirement. So we just want to make sure that we can continue that outreach, help our partner agencies and everything. And we just are going to have to kind of evaluate as things go on to see, do we need to increase, decrease, or or what do we need to do with our services? Well, that's pretty remarkable. And like you said earlier, 59,000 food insecure folks here in our area. And you guys are really stepping up, meeting people where they're at, creating some sustainability here when some of the services change as the pandemic hopefully (laughs) winds down or, you know, like you said, if a variant comes through or or whatnot. So how can those folks, because I think a lot of people in our community realize the West Ohio Food Bank is a valuable asset. You're doing great work. So how can folks, if they want to support or volunteer, give back to the West Ohio Food Bank and be part of something great, how can they help and connect with you guys? So we always really rely on donations. So food drives are great, 
but fund drives are better for us because we can stretch that dollar. An individual that say they go to the store and they want to buy a jar of peanut butter to donate to us, they're paying about three to four dollars for that one jar of peanut butter to where we have the buy-in power that we can get a case of 12 jars for $1.20. The buying power we have is so much greater, so that's why we always try to promote a dollar can provide up to six meals for those in need. And then the biggest thing is we need volunteers. So as the pandemic is winding down, we're seeing more and more groups come out but we're still not at that level that we need to be. And we need them not just here where we're at in Allen County, but throughout all of our counties that we serve. Well, what kind of tasks do you have for volunteers? And what are some of the things that you ask your volunteers to help with? So there's a multiple variety of things they can do. There's office work, there's packing food boxes, general warehouse work, and then, of course, the distributions throughout each of those counties, just helping to put food into a vehicle. So all of our distributions that we provide are drive through still, and we're going to maintain that because it's, you know, the easiest to do. So just, you know, helping to get that food into those vehicles and do that intake for the clients just so we can count the numbers of how many come through. I just want to reiterate what you said earlier. <laughs> you said that if someone is donating food, you know, think about that 3 to $4 you're going to spend on that food item to bring it into the West Ohio Food Bank. But your buying power and you guys being good stewards of that money and with your connections, you're able to get a case of peanut butter for $1.20. Correct. So that is remarkable. And I think that alone, folks need to really remember that point. And when they're thinking about how to support the West Ohio Food Bank, raising those funds is a great way to make a big impact. So that's yes. remarkable. I'm just uh, kind of shocked by that, <laughs> uh, that great ratio. So yeah, thanks. I just want yeah. to make sure we drive that point home to listeners out there. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And also the volunteering piece, there's lots of folks out there that do have some extra downtime and potential new retirees or those coming out of school or just kind of wanting to give back to the community that West Ohio Food Bank is a great option for that with a variety of activities and things that you can get involved with. So we would encourage our listeners to also consider volunteering and giving a couple hours a month or a week to the food bank. And what about residents who want to find out about your services and distributions? What are some good ways to contact you guys? How do you get the word out about what you're doing? Of course, you can use social media. We're on Facebook, just West Ohio Food Bank. Our website at www.wofb.org. We always post those monthly distributions. We post for the whole month at the beginning of the month. And then for those who may not have internet capabilities, you can also text the word food bank as just one word to 74121. And that will provide a text alert every time we're doing a distribution or if we have anything special that is coming up. We try to push those out almost daily, so that's a great way to spread the word. And then, of course, we have great relationships with our media, and they help us to promote, and then we will send information to our agencies as well. I want to ask you a couple questions about yourself. I know food is obviously a big part of your life. Where do you like to go for relaxation, to have a nice dinner? What is your favorite foods and what's some of your favorite restaurants to go to here locally? Just totally not job related, not West Ohio Food Bank. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks are kind of curious about your own personal taste, Tommy. Where do you like to go for food? Do you ever get a moment outside of the food <laughs> bank to go out for dinner and relax a little bit? 
Oh, yeah, we we definitely try, especially over this last year, we try to do what we can to get a little bit of relaxation and just stress relievers. But, you know, it's been so long, really, since myself and my husband have went out just because of the pandemic. But I don't know, Olive Garden's good, Roadhouse, Cracker Barrel, you know, any of the restaurants. Old City Prime is phenomenal, too. It just depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> Not too picky, huh? That's right. Yeah, well, I like to hear that. And, you know, I just want to thank you for all of the work that you and your staff are doing. It makes a huge impact. And I think the community um, couldn't thank you enough for the work that you and your staff are doing to uh, help feed our region. And we commend you for that. And we just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and tell us a little bit uh, about the West Ohio Food Bank. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You are here with Activate Your Health, and we just heard from Tommy Harner with the West Ohio Food Bank about all the great things that the West Ohio Food Bank is doing, especially now during this pandemic period. The Food Bank has been a vital partner in the community, and we're so fortunate to have them here. And as always, we would like to mention that if you are struggling or you are going through any crisis, we do have the Hope Line here in the community It's 800-567-HOPE, or you can text 741-741. Please don't be afraid to reach out if you are in crisis in any way, shape, or form. There's always someone there that can assist you and help you. And now we want to talk about our upcoming events. We have a number of things coming up here in Lima and the greater Lima region in July. And one thing that I want to start talking about is the downtown farmer's market, which meets every Tuesday in the Lima Town Square in front of the Civic Center from 2.30 to 5.30. There's a lot of great vendors down there, so you can come down and get produce, some snacks, some handmade items, and a lot more. So stop on down to the downtown farmer's market every Tuesday from 2.30 to 5.30. And also mark your calendars now for July 24th. We will be over at South Jackson Community Garden. We've talked about this garden location in the past here on the show, but we will be having a community-wide block party on July 24th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We'll be doing some health screenings. We'll have live music. We'll have games and prizes and food and lots of great fun for the local community here in the South Jackson area. So please mark your calendars and follow Activate as well on social media to get that event page and all that info as it comes forward. But July 24th, mark your Saturday. Plan to spend some of the day with us over at South Jackson. Yeah, it's going to be a real fun event. Uh, We also want to promote the Children's Hunger Alliance Mobile Food Pickup Food Distribution Program. So every Monday through Friday from 1.45 p.m. to 2.15 p.m., they are providing free shelf-stable kids' meals all summer long. There's no questions asked. Children do not need to be present. We just ask that whoever is coming up comes and lets us know how many kids they need to pick up meals for, and we can give them out every day of the week. That's Monday through Friday from 1.45 p.m. to 2.15 p.m. each day at our South Jackson Community Garden. Also, the Lima Locos college baseball team is back in action. They play at Simmons Field throughout the week. So please check out that schedule and plan to join us for one of those nights out at the ballpark. It's a great family-friendly atmosphere to bring your kids and enjoy some great baseball in a local atmosphere. The guys and the team are great. It's a fun time to be out there and hang out with our local community and also see some great baseball. And Kayla, aren't you a host family this year? Do you want to give a yes, shout out to your player? A shout out. Yes, we do host a player. My family, my husband and son and I, we host a player. Obviously not last year, but we have in the years past. This is our third 
Lima Loco player to our house. Kyle is with us this summer. He is one of the pitchers. So again, we love to be a part of the community. And that's one way that my family likes to give back and make sure that we keep all these fun, great things here locally that we have happening. It takes all of us to keep our downtown and keep our Lima as fun as we can. So that's one thing that we can do when we host a player. And it's a great time for us all to get to know someone new and again, to watch some great baseball. Yeah, so go Locos and make sure you check out their schedule and get to a game or two this year. We also want to mention the Ride with the Rangers program. The Lima Park Rangers meet the second Tuesday of every month at Lima Stadium Park for a community bike ride. It's a great way to connect with your community, meet some other fellow bike riders, and be active. So the next Ride with the Rangers program takes place on July 17th. The next one after that will be August 11th, and the final one for the year will be September 8th. So make sure you get to one of those. And finally, we're just reminding everyone to get out in downtown Lima, explore all the great things that we have to offer here downtown. The Dora Outdoor Refreshment Area is now open and fully active. We have the first Fridays that the Downtown Lima Inc. runs the first Friday of the month. So just kind of check out all the things that are happening downtown. The Chamber of Commerce Facebook page or social media and Downtown Lima Inc. Social media are two great places to go to get all those details of what's happening. There's lots of restaurants and lots of fun activities being planned for the summer. So get downtown. Yeah, things are really hitting the ground running with all these events and programs. So make sure that you're staying up to speed with everything by following those pages. And we just wanted to thank everyone for joining us today. Next month, we'll be turning our focus on the United Way of Greater Lima. And we're going to be talking with Derek Steeman, the CEO of the United Way here, about all the great work that they're doing and how they are working to make our community a better place to live. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. Thanks.